Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Runner Retreat, the podcast where we talk to the runners that inspire, influence, and educate you on all things running. I am Matt Wood from Run Through Events, and I'm with my co-host, Lewis Moses, from New Levels Coaching. <laughs> right, this is the first time we've actually done it live, like face-to-face. We've done this virtually during the COVID times, and this is the first time I've actually sat next to other and done this pod. Well, when you first planned it, you're like, oh, we can come, you can come down to London, we'll do it in London, then we'll do one in Loughborough, then we'll do one at the track. We had all these great ideas, and then COVID struck us down, like, <laughs> nearly <laughs> two years later. <laughs> We're still on with it. Terrible, but no, we thought we'd do it today, and we thought we'd go through a few things, and as usual, get straight into it. But we actually had our our late district retreat since we our last chat. I think we did the Loughborough performance retreat in August time, was it? And yeah. then we went straight to the Lake District and did our luxury retreat over there. So, how was that? How do you find it? It was good. Well, yeah. you came, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you came. Now, you had to get to shoot off for an event, didn't you, on the last day? But yeah, on yeah. the Friday, you salvaged me from my... No, Thursday, you salvaged me from my bike because my bike broke <laughs> yeah. in the build-up. And there was a lot of lot of issues in the build-up, technically, like, sussing out, because it's hard to get to the lakes, and it's been really difficult to get up there, so it was difficult for us logistically. But once we were up there the couple of days before, and we'd had it all planned out and mapped out and seen it come together, it was brilliant. And the people who came had a, a wonderful time, and some people have booked on, haven't they, for next year, for Morzine, which yep. would be the first one abroad. So we've done the first pop performance retreat now. We did the first late district retreat. We're back up there next September. Yep. Uh, we're going to be back at Loughborough, but more exciting, or, or certainly more exciting for us, is we get the chance, hopefully, fingers crossed, to go abroad next year again. Yeah, Mozzie, finally, coming around to it. But like, just to explain to people what actually happened at the retreat in late district, what was, how did I break that down for people? So we did a little bit different. We did the elite athlete talk on the Friday, which was nice, nice introduction. Rebecca Robinson joined us. And she is a former mountain runner. Well, say mountain runner, but Rebecca's very good on the roads as well. Doctor as well. Doctor, sports doc. So that was nice to tie tie in that elite athlete talk on the Friday. Then the Saturday, we had a nice morning stretch. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Paddle boards were out. (laughs) You went on the paddle board, didn't you? I did. I did, yeah. yeah. Denise went on the paddle boards as well. Uh, Carrie went on the paddle boards. Kirsty. Kirsty, her issues on the paddle boards because people were open water swimming and it was still a little bit cold, but for safety reasons we had that. Uh, Lapo went in in his trunks. A few people didn't didn't necessarily brave the bathing suits and trunks. They were in the wetsuits. We were September, weren't we? So it's still reasonably hot in the UK, but it doesn't mean the water was that hot at all. But we got good weather, though. Yeah, it was actually nice. You never know with September, do you, what it's going to be like? No. And uh, on the Monday when we got up, when people were leaving, we said there was an optional swim on the Monday. And it was really nice because there was all this mist over the lake and we were swimming in the lake and all you could see was like this gap of mist and clear air that was like almost like evaporating off the lake and it was just stunning on the Monday. But all more soon on the uh, Saturday morning, then we went and did the session, lactate yeah. testing over yeah. at Fellfoot okay. National Park, which was lovely overlooking Lake Windermere, uh, lactate testing profiling, which on the Sunday we were able to revisit one-to-one coach reviews athletes sit down with them have a look at what that profile actually looked like mm-hmm. i think we spoke a little bit didn't we about lactic profile on the last podcast about yeah. what that actually is so we were able to do that uh sunday runner game was in there obviously people were preparing for marathons so that was a big part we had to make sure that was right there was options all the way up to 14 15 miles uh, and we went up to ray castle and back down uh, and in between all that was pilates for runners nutritional workshops, fueling workshops again, particularly for the marathon runners, 
mindset session. I loved that one this yeah. time on the Saturday night. We did a performance mindset session and, and looking at working on you mm. uh, and people spend a lot of time working on other people and helping other people out. But actually, when they actually take time to work on themselves, yeah. and it was a bit of an eye opener for a lot of people. Sunday Stretch was in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a good group of people as well, wasn't there? Great group of people. Really good group of people, yeah. Um, smaller group, which was always going to be the case because we only ever had the capacity to, to take 15 people. Mm. Uh, and that's if you have two in a room. But smaller group of people, around 11 in total. Really nice group. And like I say, we know some of those people previously, but some people had never been before. Yeah. And some people had never been to the lakes before. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Did no, it was great. No, I had a great time. Yeah, it was great. And we've got coming up, I think, next thing we're on to is our, our first ever Loughborough workshop. So we're going to do a, a one-day thing. So in that day, picking up technique sessions, workshops on nutrition, that sort of stuff. It's kind of a, a one-day experiment as like a, a smaller runner retreat. And then once we've we've done that, we're going to move into our performance retreat, which is in um, June Ooh. this time, isn't it? So we've got, let me think of the date, she's putting me on the spot now. Yeah, so we've got, got July, which is Marzi. Oh no, August Bank Holiday is going to be the performance retreat. The because one, yeah, yeah, we couldn't get we couldn't get June, unfortunately. Yeah. University was still here. That was it, yeah. Um, so we couldn't get June. Morzine's in July. July 23rd. And then September, we're back in the Lake District. Lake District. Different and location this time, but... Yeah, work on it. Yeah, work on a new location, potentially a house, big house, yeah. which would be nice. So we can uh, we have more control over timings and things, and, and bring a nutritionist in, which would be yeah. good. And then potentially one which we've not confirmed, but we've obviously been looking at, is potentially one in uh, near Sherwood Forest That's as well cool. uh, yeah. to replace that June day that we were looking at. Right. So to talking about us planning things, uh, we're going to come on today to what we're going to talk about for this topic. So we're thinking prioritizing planning that yeah. side of things like you mentioned we were chatting beforehand about people doing things at the last minute because they realize they've got something coming up and then not thinking about it in advance and some of the conversation we had just before this talking about how we prioritize our lives as well what are some of the things you could you can maybe say around planning and around prioritization in terms of how you look at athletes and how they do things before their races it's interesting because we were sat Planning the retreats, and, and we often do plan. And, and business-wise, we plan all the time, mm. but people will be sat here listening to this, and they'll do the same. So let's take a holiday, for example. You plan your holiday, especially now with the new rules and regulations in place, you'll almost backtrack from that, say, well, I need to get my COVID test done at this time. I need to have travel insurance bought by this time. You know, we might need to book a car. Uh, and you plan it all logistically, and it's all planned in. But what we often find with runners, certainly the ones who we've never coached before, is people enter events and they almost forget about them. And, and you'll see it with run-through events. And so much so, especially this year, because people have been double-booked, they've, they've forgotten about events they've got. But people will be looking now, they'll enter London Marathon ballots, um, and then they'll, they'll maybe Manchester Marathon's a popular one. They'll enter trail events ready for next year, ultra events. Mm -hmm. But one thing they often don't do is backtrack and say, well, where am I going to run maybe a 10K in the lead up to that? Where am I going to run a half marathon? Now, we have the advantage of knowing you and Ben and the run-through guys and Lucy, and we can pop you a message and say, you know, where, where are your events planned next year? And we almost plan that in with our team and look at, okay, well, if you're going to race there, well, obviously you can't then train on that day. So where do your long runs go? And then families might think, well, I've got a holiday planned in as well. So it becomes like a bit of a logistical nightmare. And we quite often leave that to last minute. Yeah. And that's when we find creates a lot of stress for people. I think, 
part of it right now is not trusting that that thing's going to happen because of the uncertainty around COVID and all that yeah. kind of things. Like, I know from my perspective, from organising running events, like, we don't know what the government are going to do in various situations. Yeah. But one thing we do know now, in terms of, like, how they've predicted things, the plan B and all that sort of things, running events won't stop. Like, even if the plan B gets kicked in, which is probably one of the worst-case scenarios, running events are going to keep happening yeah. because the capacity for those things is 4,000 plus. Yes. So small yeah. races, like run-through races, are going to happen all the time. So uh, having that confidence helps. And it's the same for anything, like planning for business and planning for, for anything in life. Like I know when I'm thinking about the future and having the certainty of like numbers or certainty of knowing these people will stay with you for this period of time working with you, that helps you plan for the future. If there's uncertainty around that, you just don't do it. No. That really does apply to running as well. Like if you don't know what's going to happen in the future, you can't really do what you're doing now. So what are some of the ways that you can try and slip through that and try and give yourself some of that certainty? Yeah, because you, you're 100% right. There's people who still say to us now, oh, I'm not going to enter that because I'm just not quite sure mm. it's going to happen, particularly the abroad races. People looking at half marathons, 10Ks abroad yeah. marathons, and they're like, oh, I'm just not still confident enough. But it's because you, you 100% hit the nail on the head because we're no longer familiar with it. Whereas before, it was just common practice. Yeah. Oh, book Berlin Marathon. Of course it's going to go <laughs> ahead. But now, there's a, there's a question mark by it. But thankfully, now these events have started to happen again. People are getting the confidence to book in again. But I just think strategies is a really good strategy we have, and it just arrived yesterday. We get the big yearly calendar, and it goes now one. I've just ordered our 2022 one. Now, we're only in October, but I've already got that 2022 calendar, and I'm already putting in key dates and almost getting the mind in a position saying these are going to happen, you know, telling yourself they're going to happen. Worst case scenario, they don't happen, but you're better to be prepared for them to happen than not be prepared for them to happen. Because if you're not prepared for them to happen, then your plan's never in place. Mm. And then you're going to be panicking last minute, prices get hyped up of yeah. hotels and flights and all sorts of things. But even with running here in the UK, like events are going to sell out now. Yeah. You've seen it now that now the backlog of events has caught up where there was all these clashes. Now they're more spread out. They're distributed more throughout the year. They're going to sell out again. In mm. fact, I clicked onto run through website the other day and it's the first time in a long time I've seen sold out yeah. on the events. <laughs> but it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. So if you don't get your entries in, the Brass Monkey sold out in January already. That's up in Yorkshire. They're going to sell out. So yeah. you've got to start to plan ahead and trust like, yourself. Like I always think about what's the worst case scenario of something that I'm planning doesn't happen. And the worst case scenario often is you can still do it, a version of it anyway. Yeah, like, 100%. Especially with running races. Like, yeah, if you've entered a marathon in October and that one race for that some reason gets cancelled, you could probably find a race either weekend, either side, that might be a bit smaller, yeah. a smaller scale, or just go for a 26-mile run yeah. on your own and time it. And that's good enough achievement to do that yeah day. or do a virtual which people have done before yeah. got used to doing yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's a perfect way to get around it by like predicting like almost that it's going to go wrong in that sense like yeah, i yeah. sometimes think the worst case scenario is it won't happen but if i don't do it i'm going to waste a long period of my life and like let's be honest like we're all on this planet for a limited period of time and like a year is a, a year it's a long time by like, to put off things. To put off things. Yeah, like, yeah. You've got to just do things while you can. Yeah, there's a saying, I can't remember what film it is, but it always stuck in my mind. It was like, plan for the worst and hope for the best, mm. but always plan for the worst case scenario. So if, if something goes wrong, have you got a plan in place? What's your contingency plan? Yeah. Like you say, you know, I'm going to run a half marathon on that day. 
no matter what. Yeah. So if the race is cancelled, I'm still going to do it. I'm going to go out and do my 13.1 and I'm going to race it quite hard. You've got to have those plans in place. But if you don't put them in place in the, in the, in the first instance, then what will happen is it's like anything. You'll never get around to doing it <laughs> because how many times we do that? We put something off. Oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. And then back to your first point about you can find other things to do. We were meant to be away tomorrow. We're meant to go to the lakes. Unfortunately, the person we're going with tested positive for COVID, so we can't go. So over the weekend, Gemma and I sat down, well, where else can we go? And where can we go together? So now we're going somewhere different for a couple of days. All right, the plan's changed slightly, but the principles are still the same. We yeah. need a few days away. We need to relax. Gem ran a marathon. We need some downtime from work. I'll say that, but you know we never take time <laughs> off work. Um, but you just need those few days. Do something else. Like, you'll always yeah. figure something else out. I'm, I'm not, not too sure if it's right or wrong, but I do often, my mind goes to the worst case scenario and everything. Like, I, I do think... This is probably a bit grim, but I always think like I always imagine people that I care about passing away and and the feeling that I'll have in that moment. I get upset in that moment, but it sounds such a weird thing to think about. But at least I'm thinking about the worst case scenario. So anything else apart from that feels okay. Like I know you'll be upset and anything bad happens anyway you care about. But it's the same thing for like planning for our events or planning for a certain business activity that we're doing or a new retreat. Like if you can imagine it going completely wrong, that you've at least thought about that in your head. When it gets to it, it does go wrong. You're never that disappointed because you've already thought about that yeah. thing happening. It's like building something up in your mind to be like so important, like the best thing ever. Then not getting it, you're just going to be gutted all the time. Yeah, it's Steve Peters, Dr. Steve Peters, who works with a lot of our top sports stars, work with Team Sky. Uh, I was once at, uh, a, it was actually a running camp and he was doing a talk there and he was brilliant. Absolutely fascinating. He's got the, the chimp paradox. Yeah, so I think, yeah. 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 Um, so Steve Peters talked about preparing athletes for the worst case scenario. Mm. And we had a big learning curve as coaches in this last marathon season. One thing we figured out was we talked to our athletes before the event and we talked through the perfect scenario with them. And one thing we never actually chat with them because it's a hard conversation to have is what happens if something goes wrong? What are you going to do in that scenario? Mm. And it happened to one of the athletes who I coach personally. He's never had an injury since I've worked with him. And on the day of the marathon, just something just happened injury-wise. And we, he didn't have a plan. We'd <laughs> not discussed it We'd not because it, it had not happened. So he didn't know what to do. And then afterwards he said, oh, you know, if we'd have had that conversation, I may have stepped off and saved myself and rather than hobbling home. And yes, that's what we would have done. But we hadn't had that challenging conversation. Mm. But I think sometimes you need to challenge yourself in your head. It's not that you're visualising that happening, but what you're telling yourself, like Steve Peters was saying to us on this, this instance, was that they plan for a crash. Mm. If you crash, what do you do? And they had it built in their mindset, so much so that when they did crash, they literally got back on the bike within instant and they won that stage. Mm. Team Sky still won that stage. Now, some people would say... Well, if you visualise that crash, that's why the crash happened. It's, happen. it's, yeah, like, it's yeah. like full circle, isn't it? <laughs> but I think you can be positive about the future and visualise complete success, but also knowing that could go the complete opposite. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the bit you said there reminded me of watching a lot of boxing. We both like our boxing and stuff. And Anthony Joshua in his most recent fight, and yeah. something happening a way that he's planned it in his mind, and then not being able to switch it halfway through. And yeah. the example of this one is that there was a certain style clash, and he tried to copy the same style as that person. And then when he tried to change it back to his old way of doing things, he just didn't have it in him in that moment. So you have to be prepared to flip things yeah. and change things when it's going wrong in that second. 100%, yeah. And that's really difficult to do for most people. But if you are planning for worst case scenarios, but also feeling positive about it, you're going to have that in your head. Plan, I always think plan A 
is just plan A is a seriously bad plan mm. because how often does plan A just, just happen? Very rarely. So a couple of things like having more than one plan is important. For us as runners, when we're in tactical races, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily involved in just <laughs> tactical races these days, but let's say you've got a plan and you plan that yourself and it isn't going according to plan, like maybe a pacing strategy, then have you thought of plan B? What is that plan B? It might be that you need to walk, run at certain stages. Have that in, in, in we call it your toolkit, have it in your toolkit to know that you can go to that. But also the ability to think on your feet. I think technology has kind of squashed that a little bit because yeah. we rely so much on the watch and things. But you have to have an ability, as you said there about Joshua, to think on your feet and to be able to change. If you know it's not working, why just keep doing it? But you've got to be able to think on your feet. And that comes with practice as well, being good at practising it. It's that cliche, is it Mike Tyson thing? Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. Face, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> it's isn't true, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, what forward? Boom, oh, God. <laughs> Didn't plan for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the best boxer in the world when no one's stood in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And like part of planning is prioritisation and something we chatted about beforehand. And the way I normally approach things and... Sometimes in the past, I've been like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to do this stuff because I've got other things. And I started over a period of time to change that. And I must have read something or heard something that made me flip it. And I said, I'm not prioritizing that anymore. It's, yeah. That thing is not important to me enough for me to do right now. And that's fine. And I don't judge myself for not wanting to do that. Like you have obligations and things you have to do. And sometimes that, that jumps everything. And you have to do it. But that means it's a priority because yeah. yeah. of the obligation. So like... In planning for uh, for races and planning for running, that side of things, it's prioritising what's important. If your priority is running a marathon in a year's time or in two years' time and you get to a 10K race in the weekend, it doesn't go to plan, that's okay because your priority, your priority is two years ahead. Yes, yeah. So don't worry about the things that happened in the meantime to get to that point. It's like you were in on my conversation with Jem last night. We were in the back room, we were chatting about <laughs> this exact thing about, you know, you can only... I've been watching you for Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the government, I and chip does. I'm everywhere. <laughs> but you, you plan, like you say, you have your big goals and we just expect as humans for everything to go perfect every time. So whether you have a race in that build-up towards that big goal, you just think you're going to perform to your best every single time. And we know we've been around the sport long enough to know that that doesn't happen. Even in training, you have your bad days. But we, we focus on those bad days so much more than the good days. You might have nine good days out of ten, but I guarantee your mind will focus on that one bad day more than those good days. And it's the same with races. People say, oh, you're only as good as your last performance. People dwell on it and dwell on it. But you can't be at your best 100% of the time. But you've got to learn to accept that, but also that key word that you keep coming back to, prioritise. You see so many people who... Like they go out and race every single weekend or maybe multiple times in a week. And then they'll say, uh, yeah, I want to run a really good marathon. But in the build-up, I want to do a good ultra and I want to do a good 5K and I want to do a good 10K. And you're like, you need to prioritise something here or else you become a jack of all trades, don't you? Like anything and a yeah. master of none. But even if your priority is being fit and healthy and the priority is getting out the door and yes. having a, like a healthy lifestyle... And you have a, a bad race or a bad run or a, something happens in that period of time, fine. Yeah. Like, it's not a massive deal. Yeah. Don't judge yourself on those things. If the goal is keeping fit and healthy, did you go out and do something today that helped that? Then yeah, it's that, fine. And that probably links to the final part of the, the conversation we were having around the coach. And again, just learning from us as coaches was 
we focus so much on time goals and it's hard to get athletes away from time goals, whether they're running 10Ks, marathons, whatever. Um, but when do we actually focus on the process and the process goals? And we say to people all the time, focus on the process, but what does it actually mean? Mm. But actually, if you go through that process and train, you're enjoying training, you're getting fitter, you're getting healthier. And when you go to your marathon, say to yourself, right, my process goals are going to be, I'm going to run a second faster half than I do a first half. Mm. I'm not going to break, and I know these, is, I'm, I'm reeling these off as if like I've, I've just made up, I haven't, because there were process goals I set one of the athletes and run the marathon. I'm not going to break nine minute miles for the first 10K, and I'm going to run with a smile on my face the whole way through the marathon. Take care of those three processes, I guarantee the t- time will take care of itself. But even if it's not quite the time you were thinking of, I'll guarantee you'll still enjoy the marathon if you take care of those process goals. Mm. But quite often we just focus on the one thing, which is the time. And it's the same with training. Yeah. Rather than, what happens if you don't run a marathon PB, but you're in a 10K PB, a half marathon PB, and a 20 mile PB in the build-up? Yeah. Has your marathon been a failure? Absolutely yeah. not. I listened to this thing, I think it was on the performance podcast, and it was Mark Cavendish, and how, yes. how, yeah, how yeah. he was like, his whole career, he was always pushing forward, never really enjoying the moments. And I had like from my micro version of like can't compare myself to him but like my little versions of that when I won something or did something well I would automatically try and play it down I'd either take my medal off and walk away yeah, and yeah. hide that and not have a conversation about it almost like I was embarrassed of being doing something good yeah I didn't celebrate those moments and I think on the flip side to what we we're just saying that it also it's a detriment that sometimes focusing on the process too much yes yeah for me the process was winning the olympics yeah <laughs> and yeah. it probably was never going to happen it might have been an unrealistic thing if i'd enjoyed the process a bit more like if i'd enjoyed sorry winning a bit more i might have had a happier memory in that time yes yeah but yeah. also you might not have done that well because you'd have celebrated this one thing you did or this one time you'd done or something that you'd be really impressed with or someone else might be impressed with and that would be it so there's like there's two ways of thinking about things. Like I listen to that Cavendish. I listen to High Performance podcast. Second best podcast on the planet. Right? <laughs> Second <Yeah>. best. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's really good, and <laughs> I always think there's a key takeaway from those episodes. Yeah, and that, really good. Funnily enough, we've both listened to it. We've not discussed it before this, no. but that was also my key takeaway. I thought. I can't believe he's not enjoyed Mm-mm. the process. So much so that it led to yeah. mental depression with him. And now, funnily enough, he has got children and he enjoys the process more, but it's because he's now got reality and perspective in life. But he looks back and he's like, even he thinks, how didn't I enjoy that process? Yeah. But he says he still doesn't look back on it and think he deserves to celebrate it. It's, it's mad. Yeah. No, it's Crazy. also like, I listen to like, often in sport you've got an elite level you've got a limited period of time where you can make it you've got between the age of 16 to 35 and outside that it's done so you it's more time pressured and you're trying to get to that point faster than you're meant to do but then when you flip it to maybe it's just like keeping fit and healthy as a person that can be forever that can be for your whole lifestyle and sometimes for for business related things it's like that can be forever as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the famous promoter Bob Aaron, he's in his nine, uh, 89 God, years old. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It could be forever. And that's something you enjoy, you can keep doing. And that is about enjoying the process. And the process keeps you driven. Yeah. Um, but then, like, obviously, with people like Mark Cavendish, it's time limited. And now maybe he's thinking, I don't care. I'll just yeah, keep fit. I'll yeah. do cycling. If I win something, I'll win something. And he realises that it is probably his passion more than he thought. Yeah. Maybe before he thought it was work. I don't know. But like you say, Bob Aram. Some people have a vision to sell a business, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and they have a, a clear cut-off date. But some people are just so passionate about it, they stick with it their entire lives, yeah. like well past the retirement age. And that's when 
they are really enjoying what they do. I've read a book, and um, I think it was Sam Sinek, the, and he, it's called The Infinite Game or something like that, The Infinite. Uh, it was basically about like always striving for something, always yeah. striving for the thing and, and enjoying that process. And if you can fall in love with that, the game that's going to last forever, you, you're going to not only be successful with yourself, but also be happier. It's the the one book recommendation I'll give. I know we always try and give like a book yeah. recommendation or uh, Alistair Brownlee's book is brilliant. It's not about Alistair Brownlee at all, really. It's about other sports stars interviewing like their traits and find out what makes them tick. And the one that stood out for him and the one that stands out for, for me and that is Killian Jordan, the, you know, the ultra runner, trail runner. And Alistair quite rightly points out, he's almost flipped it on its head. All the other people he interviews were striving for those big performance goals, Olympics, and they were judging themselves and their happiness on that. Whereas Killian, it's like his playtime going out training yeah, yeah. in the mountains, skiing, mixing it up. And the results... Uh, come because of that process mm. but he enjoys that process so much that like Alistair says it's like the results are almost just second nature yeah. because he's so fit he's so strong but he just loves what he does it's in his natural yeah. environment if you do something you love you'll never work a day in your life yeah and that's that exactly like him yeah like I think most people listening to this will hopefully love running in some way and that makes it easier I suppose but it's also finding the enjoyment in like the longer game as well yes and not focusing yeah. too much on that one goal that you have in the short term although that is important because it all contributes to the longer term yeah and part of the thing we do with my retreats and putting these camps on is to show people the things you can do to make that better and to be able to last longer keeping fit keeping healthy keeping nutrition good stretching technique all that stuff adds to it yeah um but yeah, I think that's enough chat for me and Lewis today. But it's been good to actually chat to you face to face rather than do it over Zoom. I know. I feel like we need to do more of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just crack another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll quickly change clothes. We'll come back and we'll do another yeah. recording. <laughs> yeah, we could do it. No, no. Right, well, that's it today. And um, thanks for your time, Lewis. Thank I'm you. Thank you. Hi guys, hope you enjoyed the Runner Retreats podcast with myself, Lewis Moses from New Levels Coaching and Matt Wood from Run Through UK. We've got plenty more episodes to come where we'll be joined by special guests who are going to provide an insight and plenty of inspiration from the running world. So stay tuned for them. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so. Look out for New Levels Coaching and Run Through UK and also our very own Runner Retreats UK. Okay, we hope to see you again soon and we hope you enjoyed the show.